Welcome to the Performax Podcast. This is Aaron, owner of Performax. I'm here today, as always, with our VP, Derek. How are you doing today? Pretty good. I'm excited for this one. Yeah, no, me too. Um, so just to kind of give an update on where the brand is, uh, guys, get you guys up to date, um, we are finally launching the Kiwi Limeade E-Amino Max tomorrow. Um, that's probably my favorite uh, flavor of the E-Amino Max, and we're going to be launching that with an intro sale of 25% off. And depending on when this goes out, tomorrow is October 2nd. So by the time you guys are hearing this, it might already be um, up and ready to go. So definitely use, I believe it's um, E-Amino Kiwi at checkout for 25% off. Other than that, we are still working on some limited edition flavors of our Isoway. Those should be coming out pretty soon. We're gonna be kind of launching one per quarter. Uh, and then the one I'm most excited about is Nootropamax, the, our powder. We just finalized um, the second flavor and it was pretty mind-blowing. So just what they could do uh, with the Nootropamax powder because a lot of those nootropics don't taste great at all. So that's what's kind of on the cuff um, for Performax as we are day one into Q4. Um, got some new products, some new flavors. Um, but just wanted to kind of blow through that so that we can get our guest for today, Ryan Buckeye from Fitness Informant and Fit Butters. How you doing today, brother? Good, dude. And I'm shocked you pronounced my last name correctly. Everybody said that. <laughs> so, uh, it's, you know, kudos to Aaron. Aaron won. Derek didn't have a chance. So, Derek, we'll yeah. save you an opportunity throughout the show. But well done, Aaron. Yeah, I do. I do my research. I'm, I'm a pretty good uh, uh, interviewer slash journalist, so. There you if go. You, if you're an Avengers fan, Bucky's not bad. No, right. I'm a, I'm a huge Avenger fan, so I like that. But then, you know, my real last name pronounced Buckeye. Everyone's like, oh, Ohio State. I fucking hate Ohio State. So it's yeah. it's like I should go by Bucky, honestly. It's a <laughs> um, so you just uh, just came from production of the Fit Butters, huh? Yeah, man. I mean, it's – you know, we were talking before we came on live, but it's uh, it's a crazy – Crazy time in my life, for sure. So, I mean, we, we did production this morning. I knew I needed to be back today to do this podcast, so we wrapped things up a little bit early. But I am trying to juggle uh, two businesses, planning a wedding, having a baby, moving into a house, all in the same time frame. So it's been a very unique, interesting uh, time in my life. But it's also been probably the most rewarding and coolest time in my life as well. Which is funny because I'm stressed over here because me and Christine are going to have our first baby in February. And then I know awesome. I know Derek's stressed over there because he's planning a wedding for February. And then and you're you're over there doing <laughs> doing both and starting a new business. Maybe me and Derek should stop bitching so much. Yeah. Maybe, maybe I'm maybe I'm just I don't know if I can swear, but maybe I'm just insane. Maybe I'm just absolutely completely <laughs> insane. Because there are days where I sit down and I'm just like, what am I doing? Like why am I doing so much at once? But um, you know, like like speaking before the show like we do everything and you guys can relate to this like the things that we do and why we do the things that we do is exactly that Aaron for your upcoming baby your family Derek your upcoming wife like we want to make sure we build a better future for our entire family so work hard now so hopefully someday that we won't have to yeah exactly so we're, we're all still young we can still bang it out for quite a while um <laughs> so for the fans that don't know um can you give us a quick rundown I'm just interested myself and I know you were into wrestling, and then at some point, obviously fitness is involved in wrestling. You got to look good, right? Um, but at some point, you made this transition from that to 
you know, fitness informant reviews of dietary yeah. supplements, providing value, keeping people educated. Can you give us a rundown, I guess, of, of how that all started and, and how you kind of got involved in fitness? Yeah, obviously pro wrestling, wearing tights. <laughs> I, you can't, you can't look terrible. Although there are plenty of quote unquote wrestlers that do look terrible for me. It, it was serious. It was my dream since I was six years old was to be a professional wrestler. So I knew I had to look a certain way. I had to speak a certain way. Um, and your physical fitness is obviously a huge part. If the guy in the ring, you know, or if the guy in the front row looks like he can beat up the guy in the ring, then something's wrong. So, <laughs> um, you know, commit myself to the gym. I was using dietary supplements, but I never knew. I mean, like Jack, Jack 3D, or however you want to pronounce it. Like I had no clue what was in that thing. I just knew it. It stinned me out. I I'm honestly looking back and I hate the, hated the way it made me feel. Um, but you know, you're just taking things because you're told to take things. Everything was in prop lens back then. Um, not a lot of education. And after I got my master's degree, I took a job with supplementwarehouse.com out of Milwaukee. And at that time, this was 2014. Uh, it was the second largest online retailer to bodybuilding.com. And Amazon had just started kind of doing dietary supplements on the platform. And we were at the Olympia. We were meeting with Europa. And I had, I had mentioned to my coworker, Alex, I said, why don't we start a YouTube channel? Because YouTube was starting to become big where we break down these supplements. Like we educate our consumer base on what the supplement is. We do a review and then we post direct links back to SW. Um, and it never came to fruition. They didn't, they decided they didn't want to do it. Um, don't know why they thought it would be a good idea, but they just weren't ready for it. So after I left SW and I moved back to Minneapolis, I still had this just want to do it. So I did a couple like YouTube reviews for subs.com and I thought like, I can do this myself. I'm, I'm a digital marketing nerd. Um, I have a buddy who's huge, huge in SEO. So we kind of got together and, and created the platform, the website. He was going to do the SEO portion. I was going to be the face of the, of the company and, um, you know, kind of spun off from there. And in the beginning, you know, the, the one thing that I hated in the beginning was having to like reach out to you guys and other companies saying, Hey, can I get a free product to do this? Like, I didn't like doing that. Um, so I, occasionally I would, but you know, there were people that early on, I don't know what they saw in me, but apparently I had something that they believed in. People like Mark Glazer at Nutribio, um, that they wanted to work with me, and I was able to build up a pretty significant platform by, or a pretty significant brand, utilizing multiple platforms, whether it's social, dot com, YouTube, email, um, to what it is today. And, and as we mentioned earlier, Aaron, not on the show, but you and I were texting. Like today's our four-year anniversary of Fitness Informant. So four years ago, on October first, we launched this baby. And now it's the the platform that provides for me and my family. It's allowed me to create fit butters, and it, it allows me to essentially do what I love for a living, which is absolutely phenomenal. Yeah, no, that that is pretty crazy, and, and it, it has been a, a, a fast four years. Um, I don't know when I can't remember. I can't remember what the first review that you did for us, but Intramax was one I definitely remember, and that had mm -hmm. to have been at least two and a half or three years ago. So I think that was kind of like on the cusp of when things were really starting to pick up. Yeah, Intramax I think might have been the first one. Uh, I, I distinctly remember shooting the review for that too. It was in my old house uh, down in the spare bedroom. Mm -hmm. So, um, But yeah, you were one of the people early on too who obviously looked at our platform and thought there might be some potential to uh, to you know, work with us and that, you know, include you just sending me a product and, and I broke it down honestly. And I think that is, that's the big thing. And people all the time call the question, my transparency, my honesty, and I've never wavered, um, you know, in terms of, of what I say about a product. Like I, my honesty can either rub people the right way or rub people the wrong way. But at the end of the day, I can live with myself because I'm being honest. And I think that's what a lot of people have appreciated is, is as I've grown as a platform and as, you know, I have G 
helped me on the platform and, and I've told him too, like never, ever, ever let anything outside this realm influence what you say or what you believe. Because uh, the minute we start to let things influence who and what we are is the minute people call bullshit. And that's the minute that the entire brand that we work so hard to build can die. And I just refuse to let that happen. No. And the, and the thing is too, you know, kind of touching on that, um, there's even been, you know, people from other review sites that I've talked to that, you know, have even made kind of like a comment of like, oh, you know, Ryan can be a little controversial. And it's like, no, not really. He's just going to call the bullshit when he sees it. And then on the other hand, <laughs> you see other, you know, review sites that want to be buddy buddy with absolutely everybody. So as long as right. you give them your money for your review, you pretty much are guaranteed to get a good review. And I think that's what kind of separates you from some of the other review channels is you're not paying for a good review you're getting yeah. a real review and you you better you know you better be pretty confident in your product if you're going to ask Ryan to uh to review it cuz he's not going to bullshit on it you know yeah and i think too just to, i just want to clarify like we're never paid for reviews like reviews are always free because that you're exactly right the minute we accept a dime for a review now somebody has somebody can now that's not to say that we're not paid we make income obviously i have an entire online media kit i've never shy been shy about that you got to make money somehow, but yeah. it's in combination. Like a review is part of a package deal of doing some other things. Um, we also do for, I mean, people can just send us their product and we'll review it when we get to it. But you know, it's like even, even brands that I work with, like I, I'm, I have no problem admitting this. I've been in on several podcasts before. Our biggest package through fitness informant is $18,000 a year. That's a ton of money. Right. Um, but if that brand comes out with a, a, a product, that's just a big hunk of shit. I'm going to call it a hunk of shit and they know that. So like, that's what they get into when they decide to do a partnership with FI. It's like, you know, whatever you decide to do, that's your choice. It's your business, but I have to run my business the way that I've always run it and your money and your investment in us as a platform that doesn't change that. Yeah. And, and I think maybe even, you know, inspires companies to, uh, try and put out more quality product, you know, to avoid being called out. And so I think right. that's also almost like a, a consequence, you know, where it's like, fuck, I better not, you know, half-ass this product, especially if they're, you know, they're an advertiser with you. They know they'll get right. called out on it. So I think that in itself is kind of pushing the industry in the right direction. Yeah, yeah or they'll cherry pick. You know, they'll, they'll send me stuff that they know is going to pass the litmus test. I mean, the, for instance, like we work with MuscleTech, right? MuscleTech has a very let's call it a value line that you can buy at, I think, Walmart, right? They know better to send that to me. But they also make an elite line that's actually pretty damn good for a big company like MuscleTech. So, like, you know, they, they kind of know the platform that they're dealing with. Like, I'll be the first to admit, like, hey, I'm never going to recommend this pre-workout for MuscleTech that you buy off the shelf at Walmart. Uh, but here's another one that they make that's actually not bad. They've actually put some thought and effort into it, and it's actually worth the money. Yeah, and that even goes towards um... – really taking it face value because there's also those other you know side of the coin where people go oh muscle tech nothing from them is good they're a fucking sellout <laughs> you know what i mean so the fact right. that you even give a brand a chance you know that might not put out great product but they could have that kind of diamond in the rough um i think that's also commendable as well yeah i mean it's i i, I actually love it when i get a product that i'm not happy with because it, it for two things like a it allows me an opportunity to hopefully help the company in a way. But again, like I've also admitted to people, like I'm not an expert either. I've, I've read a ton of studies. I've spoken to a ton of formulators by no means does that make my word in my opinion better than anybody else's. If somebody buys C4 yellow from, from Costco and it works for them, 
who am I to tell them that it's, it's shit? You know what I mean? For me, it's not for me. I wouldn't recommend somebody buy it, but if it works for you and gives you the desired effect that you're seeking out of a pre-workout, good for you. You know, keep buying that. I'm not going to discourage you from doing something that works, but I might give them options and say, you know what, maybe you should try option A, B, or C and see if that works maybe better for you as I believe that the dollar will work harder for you in that situation. Yeah, exactly. Um, so where how, – how, how is the transition – from fitness informant to now, obviously your your fitness uh, fit butters. How did that come about? Uh, so, COVID changed a lot of stuff, as you guys know, as everybody in the industry knows. I mean, it was it it, it is what it is, right? Businesses shut down, specifically gyms, uh, brick and mortar stores. So, um, you know, for people, our consumer base, our followers, doing video content around a pre workout, a pump powder, even a protein at that portion in that point of time in our I guess now history um, didn't make a lot of sense because sure people might consume that content but then there's gonna be no no conversion and really like our platform is meant to educate with the intent to convert a consumer hopefully over to one of the brands that you know we we believe in and because people weren't looking for information on pre-workouts we knew that in order to keep their bodies right stay fit every way that they possibly could besides at home workouts was to diet better and eat better. So my fiance, Danielle and I started doing, you know, we're, we're obsessed with chopped, right? Like, I mean, food, food shows. I mean, who doesn't like food? I love the social media videos that shows you how to make a meal in like a minute and 60 seconds. Um, so it's like, but all those meals are always like bad for you, ton of fat. Um, so we are like, how do we, how do we partner with our brands? to feature maybe a protein powder or something along those lines into a recipe that people can make at home. So therefore now the intent to convert is still there and then that's something that they can actually do in today's world. So we started doing things like healthy cheesecake, peanut butter cups, a lot of desserts. And then we started doing just like simple things like turkey meatloaf and and just things of that nature that are more physically fit. Well, we then, um, we've consumed nut butters, like other brands in the space um, that we've enjoyed. So we said, well, maybe there's a way that we can make a nut butter with a brand that we work with. We made a nut butter that's called Vanilla Coconut Cashew Almond. It's actually one that's in our lineup still today. Uh, and then we, we made it in the food processor in my kitchen. We filmed it. We tried it. And it was actually, in our opinion, better than the stuff that we were buying. Um, so my mind is I have a master's degree. I've always been sort of like an entrepreneurial mindset. My, I, I kind of thought – all right, there's an opportunity here. There's definitely a business. I don't think I slept that night, honestly. And I, I told Derek, like, uh, before we got on here, this was, I think this was like March 29th or March 31st, okay? This is the first nut butter that we've ever created in our life. By April 9th, I had uh, applied for a trademark. I had gotten the name. I designed the logo. I had the website, and we were launching online with, I think, eight flavors on April 9th. So in 10 days, we went from creating the first nut butter ever of our lives to launching a business. Um, and I I don't think I slept a lot during those 10 days because I was so excited about the opportunity to finally create a physical product that I've wanted to do for so long that didn't compete with you guys and the people who invest in the FI platform but complement the brands. Um, and, I, and I have an experience. Like I worked at General Mills. I ran a $140 million brand at Mills, so I understand label compliance. I understand FDA regulations and guidelines. So, and I've always enjoyed food. I worked at Hormel Foods too for a bit. So it just it came about extremely quick. I designed all the labels myself. I did. I, I've done literally everything on this business pretty much my, by myself. Um, and um, it was an easy transition into it. And it it obviously was the right choice because it's doing extremely well. 
I'm so, actually on your website right now because you went from eight to what looks like 14 flavors. They all look incredibly delicious. Mm-hmm. But I know you're growing extremely fast. Like, where are people able to find this stuff now? Because I know you've you've been making some moves with this brand quickly. Yeah, obviously, obviously our website, right, fitplayers.com. But we are in um, – we're in the regional grocer in the Midwest called Hy-Vee, which is actually a, a pretty – I mean, a lot of people know what Hy-Vee is. Um, in a lot of the big supplement stores, like your natural bodies, your nutrition factories, we're in all the five-star locations. So they have 53 locations throughout the states. Um, we're in a bunch of total nutritions, nutrition corners. I mean, a, a lot of your specialty sports nutrition stores for sure. But we are in talks to finalize uh, Q1 launch with Vitamin Shop and a, a national Q1 launch with Hy-Vee. So we're in like 20 Hy-Vee stores regionally, but they have 250 uh, throughout their network. And uh, those those deals should be done within the next week for both of them. So come Q1, <laughs> we'll be more readily available for in-person buying than just the .com. Nice. So what I'm curious about is going from in your kitchen, you know, with a food processor, never made a nut butter in your life to full scale production. Like how did, how did that work? What sort of research did it take? What setup were you, or did you not move right into like a full kitchen? What, what did it, the first couple batches start out with a food processor? How did that transition look? Cause now, you know, I've seen your posts on uh, Instagram, Facebook. You, it looks like you guys have your own equipment. You guys are roasting your own mm-hmm. nuts. Obviously, that was a super fast transition from, I'm assuming, me buying nuts, you know, roasting nuts at a store, processing them in a food processor to now right. owning all that. How, how did you learn that so quickly? What, you know, kind of, what was the process there? It was hard, actually, and only because my mind has never been, never had to think that way. Like I've always been marketing and branding and sales. Like that's where, that's what I'm good at. So um, manufacturing, production. Like I've been on manufacturing floors before. I've seen some pretty awesome setups. Like you guys, when you go visit your 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 packer, right? You you get to see some really cool stuff. But like I don't think that way. So I was forced to think that way and think that way quickly. So. Our first, we knew we couldn't create it in our kitchen. Like we, when we launched our, our sales were, we, Daniel and I bought a hundred tubs or hundred jars of clear jars um, that we thought we were, we were going to sell in a, maybe a month. Um, those are gone before we even launched. And I mean, we recently just made an order for 15,000 jars. So that's how quickly, you know, that, that moved up, but we knew we couldn't create it in a food processor in a kitchen. We had to get to a commercial kitchen. I had a contact or a partnership on Fitness Informant with Midwest Meals. They're my meal prep company. They have an actual commercial grade kitchen over in Wisconsin. So in, in the state of Minnesota, you can you can actually make up to $15,000 of sellable product in your kitchen legally. Well, we, we wanted to be in an actual commercial kitchen because I was all, I'm always about do the right thing. Like do the right thing. The right thing is to be in an actual food grade commercial kitchen. So the first time we actually did full scale production, we bought 10 Ninja blenders and we were doing two jars per Ninja blender at a time. And I went to Costco and I paid like 55 bucks each for these Ninja blenders, maybe 65 bucks, I don't even know. By the end of the first day, we had burned out four of them. So we were down <laughs> to six. And on the drive home, it was an hour and a half from Minneapolis to Eau Claire, Wisconsin, where we did the thing. I couldn't, like, I was wired. I'm like, how am I gonna, I can't let this fail. Um, I, I don't want to like just launch this with the hype and then all of a sudden just be out of business in like a week. Um, so we, we had a guy on our team, uh, his name is Eric who worked in restaurants. He's like, well, maybe, maybe this piece of equipment will work. Well, I, I went to uh, a restaurant supply store that next day. I paid $600 for this piece of equipment and, uh, it worked. 
Um, it worked, but we were still making everything in the kitchen in batches of 25. So our days were still like 14, 16 hour days to, to produce this stuff. And the product then isn't what it is today. It's much better today because we're in a, an actual GMP facility. Um, but w- it, it became tough driving back and forth. So an hour and a half each way. So basically three hours of, of, of shield time. And then I was missing time with my daughter. So my ex-wife and I have a, a, a custody schedule with my daughter where I see her every Tuesday and Thursday. Well, I had to call and cancel my Tuesdays and my Thursdays. And I just, I wasn't willing to do that anymore. So we, uh, we looked to get our own commercial kitchen in Minneapolis. Uh, lawyers got involved. That fell through. Shocking. And just so happened that our nut supplier, who supplies us with all of our nuts, they have the GMP facility. Um, they make actually candy in the wintertime, like the, the popcorn tins that a lot of us would get when we were younger. Um, and they had a spare room uh, with a ton of awesome equipment that was unused. And they said, you can bring in whatever you want for equipment. You can rent the space from us, release the space from us monthly, have unlimited storage. And it's been just an unbelievable relationship. And we, it's all by luck. I mean, literally this whole thing has been by luck. I'm super blessed, thankful, grateful for everything that's happened on this brand. But luck is real. I mean, yeah, sure. Some skill, some knowledge to do some of the stuff, but like the chance by chance for us to be in a GMP facility less than six months in um, producing at a pretty significant scale is just, it, it's crazy to think, you know, six months ago, this was never a thought of ours. No. Yeah, exactly. And that, that's what was, you know, I guess so. Uh, so mind blowing is how quickly you got figured out. You know, obviously with Performax, I think we started like 2014. I mean, it took us a long time to figure out, you know, who is uh, the right co-packer, the who is the right contract mm-hmm. manufacturer, who should we be using, how to audit them. Like it was a big learning process to where we stand right now. Now, if I started another supplement company, it would be, you know, a walk in the park. But you right. did it. You started something brand new you've never done and got it figured out that quickly. Um, that was, you know, pretty damn impressive from my perspective. Yeah, and and now I'm in in the process because we're growing so quickly it's like now the idea of a co-packer does seem attractive i think there's a good story with us that we do produce our own product i mean it's it's very nutribio-esque right like mark glazer owns his entire he's vertically integrated with that and i like that because we can control everything of the process but i also have to be a realist and say if we grow this quickly we get vitamin shop we get hy-vee we get heb we get kroger how the how in the fuck am i going to produce this stuff um you know in our facility do i do i want to drop a half a million dollars and build one up myself. I don't, I mean, it's not like I have a half a million dollars just hanging out in a suitcase in my bedroom. <laughs> no, so, but um, I also understand that our product is what it is because of the way we produce it. So we're very selective and we're now auditing co packers and looking at potential options. But our product is complex. We have dairy, we have gluten, we have inclusions. So a lot of the co packers might be certified gluten free, they might be dairy free. Well, dairy free is not an option because we're using whey protein. Uh, or they don't have a system set up to fill our jars with our inclusions, like our pretzels or our, you know, Samoa cookies or whatever it might be. So it's not easy, um, and that's why I'm more inclined to spend the money or to build up my own facility to at least to the point where I'm no longer able to meet demand. But I think we have a pretty solid plan in place after doing several team meetings to say like we can we can satisfy Vitamin Shop's demand, we can satisfy Hyvee's demand. Like if we get a Kroger we might have to invest quite a bit more money to do it but you know we're in a good place right now yeah yeah no it, it's a it's a good problem to have to be growing that fast yeah it's a i mean and that's and i've always been a type two uh and people hate it and i was like you know we'll just we'll figure it out you know i, I say that quite a bit 
and I know it drives people the wrong, like that drives them nuts because they're like, well, what is, what is it that you're gonna do? Uh, for me, it's like I'm going to figure it out. There's no other option but to figure it out. Um, and so if I have to stay up all night to find a solution, if I have to make a million phone calls, I'm gonna do it until I find that solution. And that's just kind of who and what I am as a person. Uh, and and someday, like I was, you know, with you guys, and someday hopefully I don't have to do that. I can just maybe you know sit down for ten minutes every day. But I think even then, you know, when you get to that stage of your life. I don't think I'm ever going to be able to sit still. I, I need to be doing something. And um, so, you know, if I happen to build this brand and sell it, I'll probably start another one. And then if I sell that one, I'll probably start another one. Kind of like uh, was on The Office where, where Michael Scott's like, I'll start another paper company and a paper company. Like, that's the same thing with me. I actually keep going. Yeah, no, I do think that is a, a trait of entrepreneurship um, because I think the opposite is people basically just getting, you know, like a deer, a deer caught in the headlights of fear, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? Where they just don't know what to do, and there's so many problems. And yeah, I'm, I'm very similar in that in that kind of aspect of of approaching, you know, issues, problems, growth. Of like, no, we're just gonna well, trust me. We'll be able to figure this out. Like, there's going to be a solution, and you might not see it, you know, right in front of you. Um, but as you move forwards with it, generally something kind of comes up, and uh, you know, you finding that kitchen. That, that's a really right. good example of that. You know what I mean? You can call it luck. Yep. You can call it, it fell in your lap. You can call it anything. I call it persistence. Mm-hmm. You could have given up and be like, shit, I can't find you know the kitchen. It's not going to work. But you didn't, and you ended up figuring it out. So I do think that is a trait of a lot of entrepreneurs is basically just trucking ahead and knowing shit's going to work out some way or another. You know, it. It's funny, too. We talk about different types of stresses and stressors in our life, right? There's the, there's like the financial stressors or if your company is struggling, there's that, there's that type of stress. And then the stress that I have is like my company is doing, you know, this is not trying to be cocky at all, but it's doing so well. I have the stress of like, I need to ramp things up. I need to start. I mean, for example, I paid a $30,000 credit card bill like two months ago. And for me, that's a lot. Like I never had a $30,000 credit card bill in my life, but on the business with all the raw ingredients that we bought, um, you know, that was a lot of money and we, we paid off every month, but my stresses now come with, okay, vitamin shop. That's awesome. Like I give myself maybe five minutes to enjoy it. And now I stress in terms of like, all right, how do we make sure that we make them happy? How do we make sure that consumers are walking into the doors and buying the product? Um, so it's just, it's a, it's a different type of stress, but it's still stress. I think people think like when you're doing well, you're stress-free. That's, that's not true. I mean, there's always stresses for sure. Um, just a different level of it. Yeah, no, exactly. And I, I think that is, you know, that is a, a, a truth that kind of needs to get out there, you know, when it, when you're talking about success like that, you know, like you can get, a, mm-hmm. you know, we can pick up a new distributor and um, it might sound like, oh, wow, that's so amazing. Now you're in, you know, we've expanded in India, let's say, uh, you know, and it like for that first five, 10 minutes, you're like, fuck yeah, you know, this is going to be amazing. Yep. We're going to grow. This is, but then from that, you then realize all the other problems or hurdles that come with that. You know, whether yeah. you're talking about a different company where it requires registration, registering the product, getting the product there, making sure it shows up in one piece, making sure that it actually sells through when it gets there and it doesn't sit there because then six months later they want to return it because they couldn't sell it. And it's like people don't understand sometimes these really great opportunities that look amazing on the front uh, mm-hmm. actually just create a shit ton of problems. Not a shit ton of problems because it's still good, but um, yeah. more or less a, a shit ton of things to deal with that you don't see when someone says, oh, I got into vitamin shop. Like it just getting that PO and getting paid on it isn't, isn't the only two steps involved in, in making that work, you know? 
No, and even like even with a vitamin shop deal, you know, everyone everyone talks about like how cool it'd be to get a deal with like vitamin shop or I'm not, I don't know if it's cool to get a deal with GNC anymore, but it's like. I think too is you know if if a brand is out there like you don't need to take that deal like don't take the deal if it's bad for you I think a lot of people are so quick to be like well it's a vitamin shop so we we have to fold over and give them everything they want and it's an opportunity for us to get national recognition like I think more brands too like need to be okay with saying no even if it's a great opportunity if it's a great opportunity but it's going to squeeze you financially like you have to be willing to walk away from that and then revisit it in a year if you need to and that obviously you can propose a certain level of stress or a certain level of maybe disappointment. But, you know, for us and my team too, I told them like, Hey, we don't need to take this deal. If it's not right today, it could be right six months from now. Let's just make sure that we're not being taken advantage of and just giving the farm because it's the cool thing to be in vitamin shop. Yeah, no. Yeah. hundred percent. A lot of these opportunities, you need to be in a position to be ready for it. And a lot of the, a lot of that, in my opinion, means that you need to have some sort of leverage on your side because you know mm-hmm. if, if you come into some of these really big boys uh, in terms of distribution and, and uh, um, you know places like vitamin shop you could get bent over just because they know the control that they have and they know the leverage sure. that they have and if you don't have an equal amount of leverage it's sometimes hard to say no you know oh well we actually need 90 day terms or 120 day terms I need you to float this mm-hmm. you know quarter million dollar PO for you know four months. It's like, hold on, wait, I thought this was supposed to make us money, and now we're the ones financing your <laughs> operation. So, yeah, a lot, right. of, a lot of these uh, these deals, you actually have to be, as a company, in in an advantageous position to take advantage of it. And it's not it's not always uh, a good thing to take. You know, it's not always a good thing right. to move forward with. Yeah, no, exactly. I think I'm kind of curious how, how often on the, your podcast you actually talk about the the X's and O's of these relationships with distributors or vitamin shops because this is for me. I could talk about this shit all day. It's super interesting to me because I'm a nerd. Um, but it's it's just a reality. I think a lot of people, you know, a lot of consumers will look at our Instagram and be like, "God, it'd be so cool to do all that stuff." And, and to an extent, yeah, it's definitely cool. But it's a lot of work. Like if you want to be successful, you can't just sit back and expect it to work. You know, I mean, you guys know well enough to grow your brands. I mean, you've been around four years and you're still hustling and busting, busting your ass in a space that is super saturated. But, um, you know, thankfully for like you guys, you have a product that, that can back up what you guys are trying to do, but it's not, it's not easy at all. It's not a build it and they will come thing. Like that doesn't exist. Like you have to be good at a lot of different things. Um, product quality, for instance, is, is such a small part of it now. Like you need to be better at marketing and branding. I mean, some of the most successful companies in our space are quote unquote marketing companies that happen to sell a quote unquote dietary supplement, right? Yeah, no, ex- exactly. What's that? You might you might remember this uh, this saying, um, something along the lines of like, entrepreneurs are the the only people that will work like eighty hours a week to avoid working forty or something along the. Yep. Like, I don't. I know I'm butchering it. Do <laughs> yeah. you remember it? You you it's it, it varies. Like you leave a forty hour work week. Uh, to work 80 type thing like yeah you're absolutely right and I say it all the time because it's true like and I've like I've sat back and I, maybe you guys have done this too it's like you think about what it would be like to work for somebody again and there are benefits to working for somebody absolutely there are um, your your day ends at five traditionally and you don't have to worry about it but I'm sure you guys are very similar to me man I anytime I, I have OCD about notifications on my phone so anytime <laughs> I get an email like I have to check it I can't <laughs> The people who have their iPhones and I see that there's like 1,200 unread messages, I'm like, what the fuck are you yeah, doing? Like, I'm the same way. Actually. How can you do that? Uh, my fiance, I'll say it all aloud, she's here. Like, she does that. And I'm <laughs> like, how, how do you not check your stuff? Like, but 
Um, but I mean, it, it's, but that's a thing too. Like uh, I did a podcast recently talking about in my podcast on, on FI about my struggles with depression last year and then just being unhappy with life. And I think I was so in tune with fitness and and I was so gung ho on growing this thing and I spent so much time in it. It literally ruined my marriage. And that's why, you know, that's a huge part of why I'm no longer in that relationship is because I let that. Um, consume my life and I think you know for you guys obviously having a new baby and getting married I mean you have to find that balance and I, I've made a promise to myself with my new relationship like I need to learn when to put my phone down I need to learn how to balance my life better for my ultimate happiness for my family's happiness but it's hard especially like when you start a new brand like FitButters it's like you want to be go 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 all the time but I just need to pump the brakes a little bit and say it's okay to not check your email tonight like it's it's it'll, it'll be there in the morning and that but that's very hard for me yeah no exactly and i think that's hard for you know a lot of people uh that you know are, are entrepreneurs that kind of take on that that extra stress is being so singularly focused because it kind of requires that to some degree uh, but i think that can that can you know get to a point where if that's the only thing you're focusing on it, at the end of the day, mm -hmm. it's like, well, what is even the point? You know what I mean? Now you don't even really have the freedom. You don't even really have the relationships. You don't even really have the experiences. You just have this thing that you're trying to grow. And so, yeah, I think a, a, a large part of it is having that right balance so that you can even enjoy the fruits of your labor. Like what's the point of busting your ass 80 hours a week? If you can't, you know, use some of the money that you made and go on a vacation or go out to a nice dinner with your significant other, um, so, no, I, I definitely think that's a, a, a learning lesson that a lot of people that are that driven probably end up having to learn, you know, one way or another. How often question? I mean, so I know it's not my podcast to ask you questions, but how often do you guys actually take a minute to recognize some of the, you know, monumental moments or some of the accomplishments that you've that you've done? Like, do you do you make it a point to do that? Um, personally. Uh, this, uh, I guess, not necessarily like accomplishments per se, but this whole thing, this whole COVID uh, situation is almost forced us to kind of take, or personally me, take my foot off the gas a little bit and kind of take a, take a break to really um, <laughs> like smell the roses, so to speak. Because for mm -hmm. the last like four years, and I can look back and just think about times where you know, pretty much once every day, I would leave the office and just do a, a walk around uh, the whole parking lot because I live in or I work in a really big like uh, office area. So I'd leave the office and just start walking, and it would just be to just physically get out of there because I was so stressed. And then all I'm thinking while I'm walking are all the problems that I have while we're you know while I'm I'm actually doing my walk. So now that I look back on that, I'm like, man, I can't believe how sometimes bad my day-to-day -day was but that's just because i was so gung-ho so uh like in it so you know pushing every every day and now we've been forced a little bit to take our foot off the gas and that and that's been that's been good and and when i say take my foot off the gas i don't mean you know not growing the brand we're still working on new products new flavors you know gearing up for 2021 but with retail stores being a little bit down, you know, international mm -hmm. countries where we do a lot of business internationally, you know, some can't even bring stuff in at this point in time, you know, it allowed me to kind of go back to more of like the R&D, the, the planning, the building. And that has been very, very uh, 
it's been nice. It's been like I'm so ready to get back on and 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 you know get to 2021 and finish Q4 and really like put some fi- fuel on the fire and get back to it. But it this last couple months has been nice to just relax a little bit because you do get wrapped you do get wrapped up into that into that like that zone and mm-hmm. i you know i have a i have a buddy um owns a business in australia and he talks about you know doing like a one week vacation you know maybe once twice a year uh, and his whole thing is what happens is when you're in the office when you're working on things day after day week after week you never get really the scaled out perspective of what's actually going on in the business because you're working on all the minuscule details. So having that week where you can disconnect from all the day-to-day problems, all the day-to-day issues, and then really have a scaled out perspective of what's happening with the business and the long-term trajectory and the really bigger decisions that you end up kind of not even thinking about because you're so in the trenches of all the tiny day-to-day decisions um that's been something that you know i've had the opportunity to do during this whole COVID thing is really have a scaled out perspective so i guess that would be the most equivalent to um to kind of taking a a break and really you know like what would be the word um taking a break and really like getting to appreciate where we where we are now you know what i mean like i i guess part of a way to say it would be I can I can take this break that I took and Performax isn't going anywhere. We're not we're not right. gonna like we're not gonna go out of business. We're not gonna, you know, really decrease very much. It's not gonna change the long term trajectory, but it does change my mental health and my emotional health and where, you know, we stand. So I think that's been healthy. But um yeah, I dirt when you're in the trenches day after day, any sort of accomplishment I think gets pushed the side pretty damn quickly you go wow that's amazing that's awesome okay on to the next thing there's another fire i need to put out there's another problem i need to deal with and it happens very very short you know what i mean right no you're 100 percent right and i just think it's 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 for me too like even when i made when i decided to leave corporate america to do fitness informant the first time like i never actually took time to like celebrate that accomplishment i just got to work you know and it's um it's kind of on fitbars too it's like every new month we're we're breaking a, a, the prior month's record right but it's I, I i think of it i'm a huge kobe bryant fan i think he's he's amazing uh, you know and he's always one of his most famous press conferences in the nba finals is you know they asked him if he's happy and he said you know what's there to be happy about the job is not done and I keep thinking about that because that's that's kind of like my mentality too. It's like, yeah, it's good, but the job's not done. I have a, a goal in mind for this, so until I reach that, um, you know, I can't really do much to celebrate. However, um, you know, with COVID and with a new perspective on life, like I realize, I think it's probably okay to take, you know, go for a nice dinner or take a four-day weekend somewhere. Um, it's just something that I I really haven't done, and I don't. Derek, is that something you've ever done? Yeah, well. <clears throat> I guess even to attest to what Aaron was saying earlier, I remember still checking in with him, or he was checking in with me on his honeymoon. Uh, so, so like yep. that, uh, yeah. So like that mentality of like work, work, work. Uh, I know is ingrained in him, and uh, but he did detach some. I'm a little bit different. I mean, I don't know if you follow me on any of my social media platforms, but it's very family, 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 mm-hmm. and. None- None of that shit is like made up. We don't take, we don't stop to take a picture just to show people certain stuff, you right. know, like, like that's my real life. Like that's, that's why I work, you know, some people work for, 
money or whatever else. And I think you're actually kind of similar, Ryan. Like I see your stuff, like your wife's all, or well, your future wife's all over it. Your, your mm -hmm. daughter's all over it. She even got a, a fit butter named after her. So, <laughs> so like my motivation when I am happy about something from work, like, Oh, we closed nutrition factory. That's awesome. I'm going to celebrate that with my family. Right. Like that, that's cool. And like go to work the next day. I need, you know, we need the work, we need the job because we need the income. But at the end of the day for me, and I know it's for both of you guys too, like the, the whole point is to uh, really enjoy that with your family and celebrate with somebody because to celebrate alone, like what's the point, you know? Mm -hmm. Well, that's, I mean, that's your why, right, Derek? I mean, that's why yeah. you're busting ass and, and airing you too. It's like, you don't, sure, we love it. And like Aaron, you mentioned going back to doing some R&D stuff, like for me on FI too, like when I go back and, and write a review, like I don't write reviews every day like I used to anymore, but it's like, God, I remember doing this all the time. This is actually kind of fun. It's just remembering why you started, why, you know, everything. And then at the end of the day for all of us, I think it's our family, but it's, you know, it, it is fun getting back in the trenches and doing some stuff that you haven't done in a hot minute. Um, and it kind of rejuvenates you and be like, yeah, I, I remember why I started this. Mm -hmm. No, yeah, exactly. It's like I signed up for this to make some really good freaking product and really, right. you know, put out product that I think is, in my opinion, some of the best in their respective categories. And that's why I started. It's like I didn't sign up for all this other BS and all these other problems and cease and desist <laughs> and lost. You know, it's just like I didn't sign up for all that. I signed up for this right here. It just doesn't work right. that way. It all, it's all a, it's all a package that comes together. Um, and yeah. then what happens is, yeah, you get so you get so uh, involved in every aspect that you start to forget what you why you even really started. And then once once that happens, that's where I think it can kind of become a spiral because now are you even yeah, enjoying sure. it anymore? You know, so that's yeah. what that's where I say these last like month or two have been really good because it's allowed me to get back to the the reason why I started because I really am passionate about it. Uh, passionate about formulations. I'm really passionate about making good product. So having that time to really focus on that has really rejuvenated, you know, my spirit in all this, and um, definitely helping us gear up for a, hopefully a really, really big uh, 2021. That's awesome. I mean, like you could have done whatever. A lot of, I mean, I'll admit, I think a lot, a lot of people just sat back waiting for COVID to pass in like a month or two, and it didn't, and then they didn't know what the hell to do. At least you guys were, you know, you guys were working on stuff and trying to figure out like how can you use this time to get your shit together for next year or whatever it might be versus just like sitting around waiting for something to happen. I think the brands that sat around waiting for something to happen are the ones who are going to struggle as we come out of COVID too, because it's like, all right, what do you, what are you going to do or what have you done? You know? So during this time and like, I, I know it's a, another brand that's not yours, but you look at like Nutribio and what they did during COVID and they, you know, they put their resources into an immune product called first response. They gave it to a bunch of first responders. Like they made, they did a great job utilizing the shitty situation that we were in as a, as a country. Um, and then you have some brands like, you know, Doug, Doug Miller over at core, like they launched, they still went ahead with their launch plan. And I know that their sales were 10 X less than what they were supposed to, but they stuck to the plan and whether that that's the right choice or not. But it's like, you know, if you, if you're not doing much, like I know you opened the show talking about a new flavor coming out, like you guys are at least doing stuff and trying to stay relevant and stay top of mind for the consumer. Because if you lose that, you lose that top of mind, and you lose the consumer, like you may never get that back. Yeah, no, exactly. And I and I think you know um, w when you talk about like the workload of being an entrepreneur 
and then you hear me say, you know, some of the things that I, that I was trying to explain, it can kind of sound mm-hmm. like, oh, well, he just got like two months off. It's like, no, not not by any no. not by any stretch of the imagination. I mean, we still got into new countries. We recently just got into Iraq. We uh, are working on a deal with Syria. Uh, we secured a new distributor in Dubai. We closed, you know, new store chains in the U.S. Like we're still a hundred percent operating, you know, kicking ass, but it did just allow me to not be a hundred percent just day-to-day emails phone calls business 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 and it allowed to have that extra 10 or 15 percent of time to go okay cool now i have this extra few hours that i normally wouldn't have because we'd be busy that now i can really start to to look at the research really start to create some samples do some research and development you know start to come up with new flavors um new products and things like that so um you know when you're when you're busting ass so hard even a small break uh can feel just like a huge relief and so you know i definitely want to make sure that you know i convey that appropriately that it wasn't like you know me and derek just like okay cool well we just won't work for two months and you just stay home (laughs) let's just just really think a lot about pre-workouts a a lot of people did Aaron. a lot of people didn't work for two months and they made more money and they stayed home so like (laughs) you know and that's the reality that's the reality of the world we lived in is people did that while there's people like us out there grinding and i just got i, I need to say this because I, I think it's funny derek thank you by the way i just saw you put an order through as you're yeah. on this podcast so like <laughs> uh, i mean that, that's it's just it's funny like also like an email again my ocd i look at it and it's like oh derek brooks or uh, <laughs> all right man let's go that's right that's funny. right order me some derek jesus and and it's it's important to know don't ask your friends for discounts like we we need to support each other too so oh. i wasn't at, i'm not gonna ask you for like how do i save 30 percent? like no yeah. like <laughs> i mean i that's it right like i have no problem paying full price if my buddy did something and i i was, I was telling danielle this too it's like if somebody if one of my good friends came out of the product that was absolutely useless to me i would still buy the fucking product because it supports them and what they're trying to accomplish so um but you know i'm not you know, you get people, I'm sure you guys get it all the time. They'll we'll message your site like, hey, you know, I'm not really ready to commit. Do you have a sample? Is there a big discount code? And it's like, you know, that that sucks that that's the first question that everybody asks because they be, they've become so accustomed to marketing messages on Facebook and Instagram that they just they just expect they just expect a discount nowadays. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No. Yeah. And it kind of goes back to what you were talking about with fitness and fitness informant. It's like, look, I don't want to, you know, crap on anybody's dreams. But it's insane how many messages we get with, hey, will you send me a free product? I'll review it with my entire my entire following. And then you look at their following and they have like 50 followers. And it's like, right. look, I respect what you're trying to do. And hopefully you get there at the time. But maybe you're not approaching it correctly. What, maybe you need to go out and spend the 30 bucks, start reviewing right. products until you get to a point where people want to send them to you for free. So yeah, it is, you know, you definitely get those people kind of always asking for a handout where sometimes you just gotta put your money where your mouth is and then prove your worth. And once you do that, then like, for example, Fitness Informant, you're gonna get a shit ton of people wanting to send you product for free. Right, yeah, I mean, that's how we started, right? I paid for everything for a long, and and I would still pay, we still pay for stuff. Like, there are brands that, you know, we are interested in that they just don't work with, with companies like ours, but we still feel that it's our, it's our duty to provide that content for our followers, so we'll go and buy the stuff. I mean, it's no problem at all, um, you know. And and there are products that we don't intentionally buy products that are like a lot of people are like. Why don't you have more negative reviews on your platform? It's like, well, because 
quite frankly, we built a platform based on partnerships of companies in which we would like to use ourselves. So like a lot of the companies that we partner with, whether it's you guys or a ghost or whoever, I mean, they make good products. I don't, I'm not, I can't, you know, I'm not going to uh, take payment from a company that makes awful products. I'm not going to subject myself to having those products. Right. So, but if we happen to get sent a bad product, we'll give it a bad review. But yeah, a lot of the reviews that we have or a lot of the content that comes out from our platforms, probably in a positive light because we only align ourselves typically with the, brand, I mean, the brands that pay us and work with us are brands that we can actually authentically talk about. Because listen, I mean, if a brand wants to come up to me and they're a shitty brand, they want to pay me 18 K uh, I'm not taking it because I'm not going to lie about their products. And I've had multiple brands approach me on our, our annual deal. I've had brands ask me about our one offs, like our product launch stuff. And it's just not a product for us. And I will gladly walk away from that cash, even though it'd be great to have it, but it, I'm not willing to jeopardize my integrity just to earn a dollar. Yeah, and I guess back to your point about you know having so many positive reviews because you align yourself with good companies. I mean, if if it wasn't that, think about how many bad reviews you could be posting. I mean, there's just oh so there's just so much that many companies out there and so many yeah. companies in it for the wrong reason just to make a quick buck. If it if it had to be like that, you would have you know thousands and thousands of just piss poor reviews. And then really at the end of the day, what value is that adding to anybody? You want to show them yeah, exactly. what they should be choosing, not all the shit that they they really shouldn't be. You know. Right, exactly. I mean, look at, I mean, one of my biggest, in the last four years, one of the things that stands out to a lot of people has been my criticism of Bang Energy. And it's like, you know, that's, we don't have a partnership with Bang, obviously. They don't like me, and I don't blame them. But it's just, you know, that I see people walk around the gym with a Bang, and it's like, okay, now it's my time to educate. Here's where I go. And, and um, you know, that, that helped us get a lot of notoriety and recognition. But I didn't do it to throw Bang on the bus. I did it to help educate the consumer. It just happened to... You know, I'm not a fan of Bang. I'm not a fan of the message that they portray to consumers, how they say that these products contain super creatine and they can, you know, the, he said some really ridiculous shit before. It's just like, <laughs> you know, I just need, I need people to understand like there's marketing. I mean, listen, Bang tastes good. I'm not going to say that they don't, there's a couple that taste good, but if you're utilizing a RTD from Bang as a pre-workout, like you're, you're just putting 300 milligrams of caffeine in your system and absolutely nothing else. So um, you know, like when he said something along the lines of curing mental retardation, I was like, that, that's, well, when, that's I, when, <laughs> when, when he said that, not to cut you off, when he said that we actually mandated that, uh, Derek had to have one per day. Yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> and I mean, and obviously case in point is I've, your, uh, it your, hasn't your worked your though. It still doesn't yeah. work. It's, I don't know what's going yeah. on. Just, you know, and then, then when there's a product popular enough, like we'll look into it a little bit more, but I mean, at the end of the day, too, like I'm a, a fan of fitness. I'm huge in the bodybuilding. Like I want to perform better myself. I have my diet on check. Um, so the supplements that I like when I when you guys say you guys send me Hypermax or Vasomax, like I'm using those products to use them. Like I, I want the benefit that those products are going to give me. So for me to go out and use, you know, an, uh, an underdose pre-workout or a pump product that is, you know, blasted with just arginine or some shit like that. Like, I mean, I don't, how, why would I want to take that? And, you know, selfishly, I want to take something that's actually going to help me as well as I'm doing my job of giving an honest review of whatever that product is. Yeah. So one last question uh, before we get into the whole Q&A. How has Fitness Informant been going? I know obviously um, the industry as a whole uh, declined a little bit. You um, mm -hmm. splitting yourself between, you know, your fiance, Fit Butters, your baby girl, the new baby coming. How has Fitness Informant uh, been holding up throughout all this? Great. 
actually great. So, I mean, Gerhard, who is a huge part of what we are as a brand, came on full-time in January. Um, I committed a salary to him, and, you know, for me, that was a big deal. Like, anytime you pay somebody a full-time salary, like, that's a that's a big deal. Um, I mean, you're providing for another person's family. So, um, and then COVID hit, and then obviously things kind of slowed down, and it didn't necessarily impact the business a, a lot. There were brands that reached out and said, hey, you know, things are slow. Can we... Can we delay payment? Can we pay half now and half later? And listen, I'm a I'm a people person. Like it's not about a, a monetary transaction with me. Like I'm gonna help you out if you're in a, in a rough patch, right? Like I'm I'm gonna be here for you during hard times, and I expect you know I'd, I'd hope that you'd be there for me during hard times too. But um, we're doing you're doing great. We've actually just brought on some new brands again just recently now that we're kind of coming out of COVID. But um, I mean, last year obviously was a record year for fitness informant in terms of like financials. Um, and be, that's why I was able to leave corporate America, um, and, and do it full time. And, and this year we'll do, we'll be better than actually last year. So, um, our web traffic is, is significantly up. Our YouTube traffic is up. Um, and that's the thing too. Like when we, we built a platform too, we wanted to make sure we did things the correct way. We didn't want to do any sort of, what they call it black hat SEO tactics. Like I wasn't interested in that. So. I told Brian, who did the SEO portion of the site, I said, do everything by the book. And every time Google has an updated algorithm, we see a bump in traffic while much of the industry sees a de decline. I mean, you could, uh, bodybuilding.com could tell you all about that. So, um, you know, there is, for me, it's, it's FI, I think, is only going to continue to grow as we get more and more people into the funnel and more and more brands. I mean, and, and, you know, we, we are able to see like the usages, right? Like, for instance, we have, um, you know, a code informant with you guys. So you guys can see the usages on your platform. Um, with our partners, I have direct vision to, to some of the coupon usages too. And I mean, and our platform for some of the brands are driving $15,000 in sales a month for them. So, I mean, if you multiply that by 12 months, that's not a bad return on their investment by partnering with us. I and mean, if they're making a buck 50 a year and they're paying 15, that's a pretty solid ROI. So, um, I'm, I'm very proud of our platform being able to help the brands that work with us. I'm, but I'm more proud of to be able to help people. So when I see our, our traffic is up and I see our, our YouTube views are up or our podcast downloads are up, that's potential to help somebody make a better decision in their life, which then can transform and change their life into, you know, a much better place than maybe they are today. Yeah, no, exactly. And like you said, doing it the right way, not using, you know, the black hat tricks and, and things like that to get, you know, um, more traffic, but not necessarily the right way. It's it's potentially a slower approach, but it's one where when shit hits the fan, you, you know, you, you can potentially even, you know, do better where everyone else is going to kind of uh, kind of trail down. So, no, it's it's right. it's uh, something we resonate with as well is, you know, trying to do everything that we can the right way by the book um, at the end of the day for the end consumer to give them, you know, the right. best experience, whether it's through your reviews or through our products. Um, so we definitely connect on that uh, on that for sure. Um, so I want to jump into the Q&A's because we got to wrap this up. What questions do you have, uh, Derek? Um, so I want to I want to bump this one to the top because I don't know when we said that Ryan was coming on. If maybe Ryan, one of your friends, maybe jumped in here. But um, it says, Ryan, what was your finishing move when you were a wrestler? <laughs> I, I get this a lot too during my Q and A. So I've had a couple. Um, so when I first started, I would do the Swanton Bomb because every kid, I was 16 when I started wrestling, and every kid liked the Hardy Boys, and we loved, oh boy, loved yeah. that TLC match. It's a, it's the best tag match like ever. Um, so I would I would do that. I was a small guy. I was petrified of doing backflips, so I wouldn't do that. But I would do a front flip. 
Um, and then once I put on some size and got a little bit bigger, um, I did a move called basically a TKO. You bring the guy up on your shoulders, you flip them over, and the back of their neck hits your knee as you mm-hmm. as you drop them down. So that was my move for the longest time. And then right before I stopped, I changed it because Daniel Bryan retired, um, and I was a huge fan of the running knee that he did. Oh, so yeah. I then took the running knee over since he was no longer using it, and I did that probably for like the last year, year and a half of my career. That's pretty cool. That's a better answer than I expected. All those moves are awesome, and Hardy Boys were one of my favorite growing up. Yeah, and they're still <laughs> out there too. And they, yeah, I know like, that's crazy. And Matt's like I've met, I've wrestled shows with Matt before, and he's one of the nicest guys in the world. And it's it's weird sometimes to see some of those guys who are like your heroes as a kid, you know, wrestling a, you know, for me it was normal, like because I'm I'm in the minor leagues, but it's weird to see them come back to, to what I was doing and maybe wrestling in front of you know thousand or two thousand people when they used to be wrestling in front of you know seventy eighty thousand people at sold out WrestleManias. It's just it's got to be weird for that. Yeah. Maybe, well, now in your new industry, maybe it's like meeting Jay Cutler when you grew up watching him in, in the Olympia or something. Yeah, and, like, it's weird because, like, I, Jay and I text all the time. It's like, what the hell happened to my life? I mean, four <laughs> years, that wasn't even a thing. But, like, I'm going to Vegas, obviously, for the Olympia, and we're probably going to grab dinner with Jay when we're there. And it's like, okay, how did I get here? It's, it's crazy. What about your plan? Actually, this is just my question. What happened to your plans? I know that COVID threw everything off, but are you still ever going to plan on doing a uh, bodybuilding show? Uh, you know, now with, so it's funny cause our last Danielle and I were going to do a prep together. And, um, so I did like a 30 plus week prep for a show in May. It got canceled. I was in phenomenal shape. I would have won that show. I, there's no doubt in my mind. Uh, and then Danielle and I, I thought like, you know, what, let's create some cool content. Like let's, let's go on prep together in the same house and let's film everything. Um, which could have been interesting for sure, because there were times there before we decided to stop prep where, where things got kind of testy. Um, so like that would have been good content to put out there, but with, you know, at that point, Danielle's blood work came back kind of off, um, for like the third time in like the last year. And so we said like, Hey, there's no reason to subject ourselves to this type of training and prep. If we really want to start a family someday, it's best for us to try to figure out what's going on because, Mm -hmm. um, you know, anybody who's on a a legit bodybuilding prep, you do things right. So, um, so we, we both stopped come to find out she was pregnant so <laughs> uh, had, and that was like a miracle because she, she didn't think she could get pregnant i didn't think my shit worked anymore um so it, you know it's kind of like a miracle baby mm-hmm. but you know now right now i'm 33 you know she might do something maybe in the future for me i don't think i will honestly <laughs> like i just i want to enjoy life more i'm in a, a much better place today than i was a year ago i want to enjoy her i want to enjoy our future baby my current girl and like that's that's where my priorities lie right now that's awesome. That's a perfect answer. <laughs> um, Aaron, I do have one more basically relevant. We only put out the um, the questions, I guess, in a short amount of time. But this one is a Performax question. Um, I love the ISO Waymax, but I'm looking to add some size. Do you guys plan on making a weight gainer? Um, oh, boy, Aaron. What was that? I said, oh, boy. I know, right? Um, I wouldn't say that we have uh, a weight gainer um, immediate uh, for release. It's funny, too, because I'm looking at my whiteboard, and there's legitly finalized Performax gainer. Um, but <laughs> but no, it, it's probably not something that's going to come out in, in the like relatively near future. If we do, it would definitely be you know, more of a, just like all of our products, the quality, kind of a whole food style gainer, uh, you know, the oats, quinoa, uh, probably stick with a way isolate, maybe throw in a WPC 80, um, and then some good source of fats. But to be quite honest, um, it's probably not something that we want to enter right now, or even, you know, would be competitive in 
uh, out the gate. However, if you do like isolate, there's a really simple fix. This is what I used to do. I always did this instead of buying a weight gainer. I threw in you know, a few scoops of the protein, a cup, a cup and a half of oats, a tablespoon of peanut butter, uh, a banana, and you can easily create a, a really quality whole food weight gainer, um, probably cheaper than going out and buying one of those 15 pound bags with eight servings. So if you like Isoway, you're in you you want to put on weight. I would definitely do kind of like a at home gainer with uh, oats, banana, and peanut butter. You get all your good carbs. You get some fructose from the from the banana. You get some good fats from the peanut butter, and obviously you get a high quality whey protein isolate from the Isoway. Yeah, let me let me let me let me add to that, Aaron, to help your your case a little bit. I think as at home a consumer, like for Aaron, to make that product, it's going to be expensive. And when he prices that to the consumer and you see the other ones that are on the market, a lot of consumers are going to have a hard time justifying that price tag, even though it's worth it. It's a totally quality supplement. So from a business perspective, it's a hard because it's not it's not a super popular category. Not anymore. You know? So yeah. it's like, you know, not anymore. So it's like you're going to have to commit to X amount of pounds to get the price point to where you want. Are you going to sell it quickly? And are people willing to buy it at that price point? Or are they going to go buy the, the shit max scanner down the street for 20 bucks that's got just garbage in it, right? Like Sweetway and whatever else that they throw in there. So, um, yeah, I love I like your answer in terms of like the at-home thing because your your way is great. Um, and you toss in oats and peanut butter and the banana. I mean, that's, that's what I would do as well. Yeah. No, and, and ideally, or not ideally, more than likely, it's going to be, you know, way better than a majority of the gainers you can get on the market. You know, you're going to miss the yeah. maltodextrin, you're going to miss all the extra sugars. Um, so you're just going to be in a lot, lot better position. So is that, uh, is that all the questions you have today, Derek? That was all that we had. Correct. Awesome. All right, Ryan, I appreciate you coming on. It was a blast, brother. We're going to have to get you and your fiance on next time with me and Christine, and we'll uh, kind of talk about, you know, running the business or running businesses as a couple. Uh, I think That's that would be one. super interesting. <laughs> um, you know. Yeah, it's, and it's totally different content than I think you probably put out there, but I, I, unless you do it, you don't understand the unique dynamic that we have as couples doing what we do. Yeah. No, exactly. And the, uh, I guess the other side to that coin is, you know, it's always me and Derek and, you know, and a lot of times I'm the one speaking for the brand. It's it, you'd be surprised about how much Christine actually does um, and how much, you know, uh, back end work gets done from, you know, from her mm -hmm. de definitely doesn't get the credit. So I think that would be an, an awesome show. I hope your wife listens to this, Aaron, because you just scored some points. Right. I just did that because she's standing right here. None of it was really true. Perfect. Exactly. <laughs> All right, guys. I appreciate everyone who listened. Thanks again, Ryan, and we will have you on soon. Thanks, Sounds Ryan. Good, buddy. Appreciate it. Thanks.